Channel Radio. News update. Moving Portugal off the UK's green list is an overreaction, according to an epidemiologist in the country. Professor Henrik Barros says the country's overall coronavirus situation is relatively stable. A crash which left two teenagers with life-threatening injuries and a third seriously injured in Scotland is being investigated by police. Witnesses are being sought to the collision on the A82 at Kirkton near Lock End in Inverness at around 4.20 on Thursday. There's been a marked increase in the number of people with self-reported long COVID that's lasted for at least a year, according to the ONS. Previous figures covering the four weeks to the 6th of March suggest 70,000 people in the UK had experienced symptoms of long COVID for at least a year. And a statue of slave trader Edward Colston that was toppled during a Black Lives Matter protest will go on public display today. The bronze memorial to the 17th century merchant had stood in the city since 1895. That's the latest from Radio News Hub by Mandy Seddon. Were you persuaded to buy solar panels with assurances they would pay for themselves or even make you money? If those promises haven't come true and you bought your panels in the past six years with a loan from Barclays, Shawbrook, Creation or Ecano, then you may be entitled to thousands of pounds in compensation. At Solar Claims UK, many of our clients receive their settlement within four weeks. So text SOLAR to 60777. Text SOLAR to 60777 now. You don't need a claims management company to make a claim and if unsuccessful, you can refer it free to the financial ombudsman. Channel Radio Weather Outlook. Many areas fine today, cloudy in the east and southeast with some rain, sunny elsewhere, especially in the west and in Wales. Highs today of 18 degrees. We'll be right back after this. This is Channel One. Are you frustrated with IT issues? Let AnyTech take the stress out of all your tech worries. With more people than ever now working from home, reliable technical assistance could help save your day. Mac or PC? We can help. Friendly service, free quotation, competitive rates guaranteed. AnyTech, IT home and business support service covering Kent and East Sussex. Call 07745 178 665. That's 07745 178 665. Or visit our website. All the W's, AnyTech. .co.uk. Looking for fast, reliable web hosting or maybe streaming your own station's content? Then look no further and head over to all the W's, simplecast.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter at Channel Radio 1. That dream I'm dreaming, but there's a voice inside my head saying you'll never reach it. Every step I'm taking. Every move I make feels lost with no direction My faith is shaken, but I, I gotta keep trying Gotta keep my head held high There's always gonna be another mountain I'm always gonna Channel 2 Radio, the Mindset Matters show with Zinat Noorani. 
Good morning, good morning, beautiful people. And it's great to be back here on a Friday at the Mindset Matters Talk Show. I'm your host and also a mental health and well-being coach and therapist. And you will find me here every Friday, same time, same place, where I'll be talking all subjects that matter and impact mental health and well-being. Oh my goodness, before I carry on, I just love that song by Miley Cyrus, the climb it's just so empowering and you know what from the week that I've had which I'll go into in a minute it's something that yes I've got to keep on climbing anyway a little bit about me before I go into that so for those of you who don't know me I'm really passionate about working with people who want to better their personal and professional life looking after their mental health and well-being What I do is empower my clients to gain clarity by breaking through challenges such as anxiety, stress, goal clarity, confidence, uh, fears that stop them from living the life they desire. But fundamentally, I believe that it all starts from self-awareness and having the tools in your back pocket with the strategies as a preventative so you can just literally ready to pull them out at any moment in time so if you want to find out more about me and my services then please do visit my website https colon forward slash forward slash www.zenatnarani.com or why not just book a call with me straight off at calendly.com forward slash zenatnarani just to let all my wonderful listeners know that this show is pre-recorded as I am away for the first time, gosh, in God knows how long. I'm going to be just outside of Bristol with my sister, my brother-in-law and my gorgeous niece and nephew. You know, it's the first time that I'm actually seeing my family since the lockdown and having that real human contact. I can't tell you how excited I am and that I'm going to have loads and loads and loads of hugs. And I have pre-warned my two little munchkins that I'm not going to let them go. And they were like, no, 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 but you have to let us go because if you don't let us go, how are we going to play? How sweet. No, but, you know, they are also counting the days down from when they're going to see me. And nothing makes me happier than them being excited to see me as well. And I know that there are so many of us in the same or similar boat. You know, by nature, we are social creatures and we do need that love, hugs, recognition, all those things that inspire us and kind of give us that uplifting when we're kind of feeling down a little bit. And also, it's really important, you know, at this moment, I want to, you know, recognise and say thank you to all the special people in my life who have been there for me, either on Zoom, the phone call, you know, all the time there in the distance to support me through, you know, moments that I was finding challenging. And I, you know, I think we need to step back and look at those people who have been supportive for us. And just that simple thank you. And if you can give them a hug now, then give them that hug. Okie dokie. So what's happening this month in the month of June? Well, Can you believe it? We are now halfway through the year. I mean, where has it honestly gone? I have no idea. Okay, so we have from the 22nd to the 28th is Children's Hospice Awareness. 
and do join me on the 18th of June where my guest Glynis Wisby who works and supports Children Hospice will be sharing her story so it's going to be really really interesting so do tune in uh, on the 18th of June. Carers Week 17th to the 13th of June is an annual campaign to raise awareness of caring by highlighting the challenges that carers face and recognise the contributions that they make to families and communities throughout the UK. And we have on the 14th to the 18th of June, BNF, which is British Nutritional Foundation. It's all about Healthy Eating Week that celebrates and promotes healthy eating as well as food provenance, cooking and being active. Wonderful. 14th to the 20th of June is Men's Health Week. Now this is led by the Men's Health Forum. The purpose of Men's Health Week is to raise awareness of preventable health issues and encourage men, sorry, to encourage men and boys to seek professional advice and, you know, to inc talk about any health-related problems that they may be having. Then we've got, finally, on the 16th, we have National Clean Air. So all about well-being and the environment. National Clean Air Day is a chance for the whole country to come together and to talk about and share the importance of quality through collective action in terms of what we can do to um, bring about the awareness of the importance of clean air. Okay, so without further ado, let's have a quick break, stretch our feet and have a little boogie. And I'll be right back after this tune. <laughs> Travel on, there's one day here and the next day gone. Sometimes you bend, sometimes you stand, sometimes you turn your back to the wind. There's a world outside every darkened door where blues won't haunt you anymore. Where the brave are free and lovers soar. Come ride with me to the distant shore. We won't hesitate to break down the garden gate. There's not much time left today. Come on. 
Welcome to Mindset Matters, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Zenat Nurani. This show is dedicated to offering insight, support and tips covering a range of topics related to addressing your mental health and well-being. Each week, guest experts and brave inspirational people share their personal journey and experiences about their recovery, bringing awareness and change to the importance of breaking through this long-standing negative stigma. Wow, what a tune. Life is a highway. I mean, that is an amazing tune. Uh, It just kind of brings back memories and it just makes me want to get on the highway and just go and just travel and adventure out. Amazing tune. Okay, folks. So without further ado, I have to say that matters show. It's lovely to be here and it's, um, it's a privilege to know you and to be part of it. So thank you for inviting me. Yeah, most welcome. Right. So just starting off, I, I know you've gone through uh, various things in, in your life from having a, a spinal injury, having surgery. Um, you've been sober for over 30 years. You know, you've got a lifetime of anxiety and depression. You've gone through so much in your life and you've also come through it and you're doing amazing things. So what why don't you start by telling the listeners a little bit about yourself, of your journey, and then tell us why you do what you do now. Okay. Um, it would be my pleasure. I've suffered um, with mental health, anxiety, low self-esteem, depression, for as long as I can remember. Um For example, I was put on Valium when I was about 13, 14, before they realized the damage they did. Given that I'm 64 now, that was quite a long time ago. And before then, I just never felt that I was loved or fitted in. Um, And I've come to understand now that the patterns that you believe about yourself when you're younger kind of write a script for themselves. So I behave the way that I do, and people respond to me in that way. Therefore, it didn't really matter what I did. I always thought I was a failure. For example, um, when I got sober um, and I had spinal surgery, I had to recreate a career for myself because I'd been a builder. What that really meant was I worked with my dad and he did all the work and I spent all the money because I was drinking it, you know, that that kind of insanity. Um, I've completely lost my thread of where I was going. <laughs> That's okay. Just rewind it. Uh, I, okay. So I, I had to re, um, kind of reinvent myself. Yes. And what I did was I had a body corset on that I had to wear for a year, okay. which was a plastic thing that kept my back straight. And I was asked to go into school um, to read to children because I've got twin girls and they asked me to go in. So I'm in AA meeting saying that I'm a lunatic and, and all these things that go on in my head, you know, that are completely off the wall. And I, at my worst, I was seeing aliens and all kinds of ludicrous stuff and there was blood coming out of everywhere. And this lady said to me, you're a representation of a good father because that's what they saw. So what I believed about myself and what somebody else saw are two different things. Yes. So one of the things that I've learned about me is... There's a truth of me, and there's what my program in my head believes about me. 
Mm. So I went to college. Um, I, well, I went into school reading. They said I was good at it and I should do it. Um, so I rang up Kingston College and I've got no qualifications. I left school at 14. Well, ran away is probably a better word. <laughs> and um, I said, hello, my name is Alan. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I've got no qualifications and it's been suggested I'd be a good school teacher. Expected them to say, oh, you've got no chance, mate. And she said, we've got just the course for you. So I went. I uh, went and for six months every night, I phoned a friend of mine in AA up and said, I can't do this. This is too much. I can't do this. And she said, just for today, you can. Yes. Just for today, you can do it. Important words. Because it works. And I phoned her up after six months, like towards the end of the six months, and said, I can't do it. And she said, oh, for God's sake, Alan, I'm fed up with this conversation. Why don't you just leave? And I went, I'm not leaving. I'm doing all right here. <laughs> because there's a difference between what I believe and the reality. So yeah. I got to the end of that, um, and I got distinction for it. It was um, uh, an access to education course, and I got an, um, a, a GCEA for English and B for maths. Fantastic. And I rang the college up to check it was the right results because mm. I can't succeed. And so that's again, believed. Yeah, I don't believe because my fundamental core that comes from my childhood, mm. and that it, it actually comes from the parenting that I had. That doesn't mean they were bad parents. They loved me to death. They did the best they could yeah. with what they had. But I had these messages. So I went, I applied to four universities um, and I got accepted into St. Mary's at Twickenham. I got accepted into three okay. and had a resentment against Roehampton University for years because they didn't want me. Oh, but you got into the other three. Well, I got into the other three. <laughs> so again, I focus on the negative. So oh. I got into that, um, and it's a four, it was three years. It was a three-year BA mm. history with a one-year QTS. And at the end of that, I got a first-class honours degree with, um, and I averaged 74 across the whole programme. Incredible. First thing I did, I walked into the Marks office and said, this can't be right. I can't do this. Yeah, it's you just didn't have the self-belief. My goodness, it's incredible. Because my programming, mm. like a computer, my pro my programming says, you can't, you're a failure, you're not loved. So all my relationships went, went wrong because I sabotaged them because I expect them to go wrong, so I just created it. So mm. we create our own difficulties by the language we use, the relationships we make. So... I went to school. I got a job as a classroom teacher. Um, within two years, I was a year leader. The following year, I was an advanced um, advanced skills teacher in Hounslow. And I taught the more able kids maths across the borough. Um, I applied. Somebody said to me, my mate's a deputy at another school and they're looking for another deputy, a special needs deputy. Mm -hmm. And you'd be really good at that. So off I go and apply. You know, they don't want me. That, and I get it. First one I applied for and I got it. Are you starting to build up that self-confidence in terms of, yes, I can do it because you're achieving all these great things along the way? No. Oh, I, wow. I never believed that I'd achieved anything. 
So I, I mean, I, and it was always, I was, I, I was always waiting for somebody to say, you're just no, no good at this. So mm. I'm showing teachers how to teach. Okay, I'm going out into the borough showing people. And I used to be sick before doing classroom like observations because I, I thought I was so bad at it. Mm. I was the only one that thought I was bad at it. I, I got really good results because I was a, I would be charged a special needs. Mm. I got really good results with special me. Everybody loved me apart from me. Did not believe in myself. That um, and then my head went on um, to four days. So I went and did it. I stood in for the day and somebody said to me, so these people keep saying these things to me, you know, like, like it's like um, God whispering in your ear and sending a person to do it for a want of another expectation. You should be ahead, Al. You're really good at this. You know, you'd be great. You care about the kids. You care about their well-being. You care about parents. So I went and did the course. Thought, I won't pass this. Well, of course I did, because I passed everything. That's just a nuts thing. But I just don't believe that I do. And one of the reasons that I pass most things that I try is that I work so hard because I'm so scared of, of, of fail. I used to think I was so scared of failing. Mm. It was suggested to me that I was scared of success. And because it, I'm so used to failure. And so it's one thing though, sorry, that, um, sorry to interrupt, but no. you're saying that, you know, you, you're moving forward and forward and you're being successful in everything you do, but yet you're still thinking you're failing, but there must have been something that's actually pushing you to go and do those things because people are telling you, but there must be something within you that's saying, yeah, I'm going to do it. This is what I believe. Hmm. Okay, I believe that we're all born free spirits. Mm -hmm. Children of the creator, for want of another word. And then some of us are unlucky enough to have difficulties yeah. or have a tendency towards anxiety more than some other people. And what happens then, it's like um, blankets or layers get, it's too scary. Mm. for this beautiful spirit so we so we hide yeah. and we wrap ourselves in behaviors that protect ourselves and that that spirit is always in there but it's like a it, it's like the peach stone in the middle of a peach mm. now i think that that is in all of us i think that that's what causes the conflict because if there wasn't a desire to get well then we'd be happy being miserable. Yeah. Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah. So I believe there was always this thing. And each time I did something, I mean, along the way here, I did like I recovered from alcoholism. I, I, I went through regression therapy, not intentionally. I just regressed to five one day. So I had to go and get that sorted out. So all the time I'm learning little bits that are building and building. Yeah. Go to be ahead. First job I apply for, we want you. Yep. And we're prepared to pay you above what we said we we're going to pay because we want you. Mm. So I go and do it. Um, and I'm doing really well. 
my difficulty is that I believe in children and people more than data outcomes. That was always a conflict with me. But yes. because I have to achieve, I have to because I have to constantly um, impress on myself and other people that I am not a failure. Yes, the expectation of the others. Yeah, I go and run a second school. Wow. Okay. For a period of time until, and then I started to buckle. Mm. During this, um, during this period, during this period, uh, just after I became head, my wife. My marriage was falling apart and my wife accused me of paedophilia with my granddaughter, which threw me mm. all over the place. Uh, um, so all these things are building, all this, you know, this turmoil in my personal life, still not drinking, still going through the day, still doing all the right things. Great. Until at the end, I'm hiding in cupboards in school. I'm hiding from parents because I'm scared of them. I'm hiding from teachers and I'm scared to make decisions because I'm convinced they're going to tell me off. And I've reached the end of the road. Wow. And we went for Christmas. Um, and I went, uh, uh, um, we went to Scotland, me and my partner came back and her daughter, her, the house was a bombsite. And I was completely at the end of my road. And I knew that I was going to, I could feel myself. So I left. I said to Tracy, I can't cope. I just need to get out. It's too much. I can't get, you know. Um, and I went to my mum's overnight. And in the morning, my mum said to me, you can't stay here. Your, your brother's coming to stay. And I was in a right state. I was crying. But that's my mum for you. She loves me, but she can't cope with stuff like that. Mm. And then I phoned Tracy and she said, you walked out on me. And I was sitting in a car park at Walton Bridge, looking at the river, and I thought, that's it. I'm out of steps. I've got nowhere to go. I'm exhausted by this. There isn't another step I can take. And I'd, I'd, I'd attempted suicides in the past, but mm -hmm. they were actually attention-seeking. They, they were always designed that I'd be found, Does that make, so that somebody would look after me, because it's a cry for help. And I think that's really important that you mentioned that because a lot of people don't really understand or still are not sure what suicide is because there are levels of it. Yes. Yeah. I can tell you that up until then, I'd done it. For example, I took two bottles of Valium when I was about 18 yeah. and I went straight to my mate's house and said, I've tried to kill myself. And that was my intention. If I hadn't have done... If I hadn't wanted to like somebody to save me, I wouldn't have gone to my mate's house. Mm. Anyway, I got in the car um, and I decided I was going off the end of Worthing Pier. And I live in Surrey. Um, so I was batting down the A24, I think it is. Um, and my partner was ringing me and I'm screaming in the phone that, I, that I've had it. So she phoned the police. The police pinged my phone and they stopped me. Um, and I remember seeing them pulling up beside me um, and thinking, this is about me. You know, this is about me. I, I, I can't be here anymore. It was just like there was a cliff edge and I just, wanted, I just wanted it all to stop. Just wanted the pain, the fear, the anxiety, the stress, the constant struggle to stop. 
and I noticed there was a policewoman, young girl in the car, and I thought, I can't take her out. That's not what this is about. So I stopped. Got out. The police car stopped. They were lovely, actually. I don't remember a lot about them at that point because I got out of the car and passed out because I was in such a state. I don't even know I was driving. So they, they sort of, I don't know, arrested me. They, they put me in the back of a police car anyway, took mm. me to Worthing Hospital where I was sectioned. Um, voluntarily sectioned. You know, I, I said in the end, Tracy, Tracy drove down and said, you can't come home. Because living with Tracy, Carrie doesn't want you to come back because look at the state you're in, and she had her own stuff. And I was that I was out. I said, "Slot me up," you know. But I, and my head, my intention was that as soon as I got a chance, I get back down on the pier and finish it. And I was, um, I was sent um, to a secure unit in Guildford, and then on to St Peter's, which is by me. And I was blessed to me. Um, a, a, a clinical psychologist um, who worked. I had a lot of support when I came out. I did art therapy, which was really useful while I was in there. They put me. On, they put me on some medication. I I found art a really good way to express through colour how I was feeling. Put me on medication, and um, and I went to live with my daughter. And they, I, you know, I'd really spoken to them for two years because they found all this these accusations about my granddaughter really difficult. They didn't believe it, but they didn't know how to manage it. First time I saw them there, they came and said, what are you doing, Dad? And I said, I'm done. And they said, but we love you. What are you doing? Anyway, yeah. I, went to live, I went to live with Nat, um, carried on seeing this psychologist, and she said to me, what do you want? What is it that you want? Most people ask me about my childhood and what had happened. Yeah. And I'm, I, I can do, I can, I'm really good at that. She said, what do you want? And she asked me, she said to me, you know, you've got these people in your life, like your mum and your brother, that don't come to see you. Are they the sort of people that this moment you want in your life because they're causing you so much pain? Mm. So I started, I started, it was like I got off of the wheel. And I sat for seven months reading books. But in that time, I, 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 I kind of worked out that I kept pushing myself and pushing myself, but I still feel like rubbish. Yeah. Not achieving anything. So I let all that stuff go, the, the, the striving for the money, I let go. And I decided that all I wanted was peace and contentment. Right. Right. And... Um, I looked at and believed in um, stuff done around the inner child. So um, I start. I did an inner child qualification, an mm. online inner child qualification, and I read a lot of stuff around life scripts. And then I um, and I wanted to get a job. I wanted and I wanted to help people. So I applied to an organisation called Richmond Fellowship, um, and I now am a senior peer worker. And I support about 20 people mm -hmm. and they're the best people in the world because they, they all have that spirit to get well. Yeah. Uh, and that's all that you need is that tiny little flame. And then it's about saying, somebody saying, well, I got up at six, I got up at nine o'clock this morning, but then I sat in the chair. 
I said, but you got up. You got up. It's yeah. You got dressed. Anything after but is rubbish because it, it knocks us down, you know? Um, and I now talk to people about how do you want to feel in your life? What do you have to do to enable you to feel like that? And what sort of language do you have to use on yourself and to others to paint that picture? Absolutely. And it works. It's powerful. And I wanted to take it further because um, I now live a contented life and I like myself. For the first time, I'm 64 years old now. And if you have mental health difficulties, please don't wait till you're my age. Mm. Don't wait until you're sectioned. You are a beautiful human spirit who's just got lost with the wrong programming. Mm. You have it in your power to change that. You are a good person. You know, simple things like write down at the end of the day three things you've done well. I got up. I had a wash. I've eaten breakfast. They're three positive things. Most simplest things is so yeah. Take small steps along the journey. Right. Well, a, mate, a mate of mine and I wanted to like to help more people, so we set up a little a little business. To be honest with you, if nobody wants to use the business, I'm not really bothered because I've had great fun doing it. It's called Second Thought, and the truth is. We are not responsible. You asked me if I had a mantra that I lived by. Yes, I did, yeah. Okay. I guess this is it. We are not responsible for our first thoughts, but we are responsible for our second thoughts. Yeah. Our first thought in people of, of my nature mm -hmm. is based in fear. My second thought, I trained myself to base it in love. I personally do not believe that love and fear as core drivers of the human spirit can live in the same body. Mm -hmm. What's happened is what's happened over time is like the love bubble has got bigger and the fear bubble has got smaller. It's still there. We'll never go. It's still there. But I know that today, hey, listen, I spoke to you. You know, what a beautiful lady. You know, hopefully this has helped somebody else. I've been to the physio and I've had acupuncture on my back, but I do every week. Oh, I love acupuncture. Oh, it's brilliant. I do things that I like. Yes. And I plan my day to allow downtime so Sorry. that I can sit. Sometimes I read. I've got this place in my head that I created. It's beautiful. It's calm water. It's hanging willow trees, and I'm laying on, on, on a rowboat, just watching the, the breeze blow through the trees. And then when I'm out walking, this is, this is my partner. She taught me to do this. I used to walk past everything because I was in a hurry to get to the next thing because I was so anxious about missing it. Yeah. She said, Alan, stop. You're be missing the moment. Yes, be mindful. Take in what's there. Yeah. This tree will never look like this again. Yeah. Look at it. It's a miracle of creation. And I find that if I talk about love in, not I love you, but in a loving, for life in a loving way, mm -hmm. I talk about myself in a loving way, people around me start to seem to talk that way. 
I think they've always done it. I just don't think I was listening. No, and that's it. And it's about feeling that moment and feeling the energy because there's a lot about energy being transmitted as well within yeah. that. Yeah. Um, you know what? This is, <laughs> you know, I could speak to you for hours on end. You know, you've got so much to to say, to, to, to give people, I'm kind of lost for words actually, just that lift and that inspiration, just sitting here listening to you, I'm kind of re reflecting on my own life and thinking, wow, you know, I wish I'd had some of these words when, you know, when I was struggling and I think it's so important that we have people like yourselves, myself, we're open, we're talking about things that happen to us. Um, breaking the stigmas to support people not to go through um, similar situations or get to that point, like you said earlier on, not to wait, you know, till you get to 64, till it's, too, you know, you've hit rock bottom. Yes, you can always pick yourself up, but why wait till that point till it's too late? Um, you know, you, you've achieved so much along the way, but not really recognizing it as you go. Now you recognize that you've achieved so much. Actually, I, I recognised more of my, I, to me, that was all part of a journey. Yeah. The degree, the job was all part of the journey to get where I am now. Because if you're sitting, and you do this anyway, so you know this, if you're sitting with somebody who's in trauma or has been through something, and through my experiences, you can see a twinkle yeah. or their head moves, and you know that they can see a possibility. Yes. And then it's like, it's like watching a beautiful plant grow. As long as we water it and weed it and it, protect it, it grows. Yeah. Amazing. You know? And if one person makes two person, people, two people supporting people make four people. Mm. It just grows. You know? Love about love and helping each other. Yeah. And... I may not know you or the people that listen to your program, but I believe my God believes in me. I believe your God believes in you. And I certainly believe that anybody can do what I've done yeah. because in simple terms, I've written a new script for my life and I practice it and it, it's got above it. When I wrote it, it's got, I choose to live in love. And that's what I would suggest everybody does. And that's the key, one of the key words is to choose how you want to live, how you want to be in life. That word choice. We all have a choice that we can make. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, what has been the most successful thing that you have ever done? Oh. I've learned to live alone. I, and I don't take this the wrong way because yeah. I love my other half um, and I love my children's stuff, but I am contented in my own space. I live in an annex. It's a, my, it's a front room, bedroom combined, the little bathroom and kitchen off the side. And I love it. I can be here on my own. Dill head and contentment they're jewels that's that's my greatest achievement 
Yeah. And I think that's really important. Um, you know, my mother always says t- uh, to, to me and the rest of my siblings that learn to be content with yourself and then everything else will follow. Um, and that goes with personal life, your relationships, anything. When you can learn to live alone and be happy, then the rest follows. Um, amazing, amazing, amazing. Is there something about you that nobody knows? Something interesting, just so we can end it off on a light-hearted way before we say goodbye. <laughs> okay. Um, some of our, some of my very close friends know this. Okay. Um, my favourite line in a film is a kind of truth about I used to think I was gay and should have been a woman. Okay? <laughs> I, I, slept with, I slept with two men when I was young, when I was drunk, that's why. Anyway, that's not the point, right? The film is Tootsie. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it's Dustin Hoffman. Yes. If you don't know the film, watch it. You may not like the film, but I like it. At the, uh, the, at the end of the film, the very last scene in the film, he meets this lady that he fell in love with, but he was pretending to be a woman. She's obviously a woman. And he says to her, the best part of me is when I'm in a dress. I just have to learn to do it without the dress. I'm, I, I am not a man's man. I am who I am. And by being who I am, I hear intuition, I think, is spirit whispering in your ear. <laughs> what more? It's brilliant. Oh, no, man. Tootsie's so, yeah. I'm so lucky. You know what? I might go back and watch that. It's been years since I've seen that. Uh, watch always. I will definitely go back and watch that movie. <laughs> Finally, if our listeners want to get in touch with you, how can they do this? Um, well, I my I have a do um, you put stuff out at the end? Because I can give you my, my personal email address is awm one three five one one at gmail, or my mobile number is o seven five triple two double nine double six one. And soon the website for this organisation or this, this me and my mate have set up that's got some stuff on it, uh, which is called Second Thought Goes Out. And Zena, you've got the address for that, haven't you? Second um, hyphen thought dot org. And you can uh, you can also find Alan and his um, colleague that they've done it together with on uh, Facebook as well. So if you um, search second hyphen thought and you'll find it there as well. But I will pop all the details um, when we do, when I do the promotion for after the show, so absolutely. Well, I don't do social media very much. <laughs> <It's> too old. <laughs> oh, well, you've done a little bit. You're doing the website. You're here, so you yeah, know. I'm here. That's the main yeah, thing. You're halfway there, so. Yeah, we're doing. We're doing all right, girl. We're doing all right. Do you know what, Alan? It has been an absolute pleasure having you on the show, and I hope that you will come back maybe later on in a few months time to share with us you know what else is going on how your new website is going on just some more stories because I think you have a wealth of like I said at the beginning a wealth of knowledge that can really really inspire 
um, other people out there, not just people going through difficult times, but, you know, it affects the, the support family around as well. They suffer when somebody's going through mental health. And I think that's really important to also address that side, not just people going through the difficulty, but the supportive network out there. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you're, if you're the parents or the husband or the wife of somebody who's suffering mental health illnesses, it's not your fault. Yeah. You know, people can only do the very best they can. All you can do is today say, what's the best I can do to support this person? And throw, you know, as my old mate used to say, throw love at it and duck. Love it. And we will leave it there. Throw love at it and duck. Thank you again for being on the show, Alan. My pleasure, my love. Bye-bye. Time that we dive into another tune before I end today's show. So let's dive into Lara Fabienne.
an incredible tune by Lara Fabien Paula Daggio. And do you know what? She actually reminds me of Celine Dion. What a voice. Incredible. What a great interview that was. I mean, I had an amazing time interviewing Alan Mills. He's so inspirational and I got so much from talking to him and could relate to so much, especially with both of us coming from working within the education sector. We definitely had lots to chat about offline as well. So I would say do connect with Alan as I can promise you that the conversation will be entertaining for sure. He has such a great outlook on life after experiencing so much. So thank you, Alan, for taking the time to come on the show and share your story. Thank you also if you've been tweeting in your tweets. I will definitely catch up with your tweets um, during the week or when I return. But if you want to listen to this show again or any past shows, please visit anchor.fm forward slash Zenak hyphen Nirani MSM. Now, please do continue to share this show, The Mindset Matters, with your friends, family, networks and communities so that we can bring about greater awareness of the importance of mental health and well-being. So share, like and follow and keep commenting on social media, um, you know, connect with me. I would love to hear from you as well. So you can find me, Zenat Narani, on all the social medias. Now, if you would like to show your support by sponsoring the Mindset Matters show, email me at mindsethorizons at gmail.com or if you would like to come on the show as a guest to share your expertise as an expert professional or share a personal journey that you have been through around mental health and well-being that can really impact our listeners, then please do get in touch at the same email. Just state your name, uh, your reason, send me a short bio and what you would like to talk about. That's to mindsethorizons at gmail.com. Now tune in next week to welcome Liz Biddis from Lifestyle Design and Interior Design Consultant. She will be um, with me in the studio and Liz will be talking about the importance of the workplace environment on people's mental health and well-being. And as you know, as we've come out of the lockdown and people are slowly going back into their offices and maybe perhaps some are still working remotely, but what are the important changes that you need to be thinking about? So do tune in for that. Really, really um, great tips will be shared. Now, it's that time to leave you with my mission. I empower your mind to live the life you desire, supporting you to find clarity and vision through the darkest of times to, so that you can shine your light. Now, continue to keep safe and well, but remember to stick to those government restrictions and guidance. And finally, have an awesome weekend, and I'll see you next week, where I'll be back in the studio Live. The Mindset Matters Show, exploring mental health and well-being horizons with Zenat Numani on Channel 2 Radio.
almost see it That dream I'm dreaming But there's a voice inside my head Saying you'll never reach it Every step I'm taking Every move I make Feels lost with no direction My faith is shaken But I, I gotta keep trying I'm always gonna wanna make it move Always gonna be an uphill battle Sometimes I'm gonna have to lose It ain't about how fast I get there Ain't about what's waiting on the other side It's the climb Sometimes I knock me down, but no, I'm not breaking. 
You're listening to Channel Radio.